This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. Last week's year dealt with the actual day of Rosh Chodesh. In today's shir, I would like to discuss the periphery of Rosh Chodesh. In other words, the customs of Rosh Chodesh that begin before Rosh Chodesh and continue after Rosh Chodesh. And of course, the first din that I'd like to mention is the din, is the minig that we have that we call Birchas HaChodesh. And we all know that the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh, the Chazan takes a Sefer Torah and we announce exactly the date of Rosh Chodesh and we say this, the tefillot that are printed in the standard siddur. Now, the source of this minhag is not mentioned, to the best of my knowledge, in any Tanaitic or Amoraic source. Rishonim have raised the question as to why we do it. Many Rishonim think that the purpose of saying Birchas HaChodesh is simply to tell the people when Rosh Chodesh will be. People did not have a calendar. They were not that cognizant of the general calendar of the year. And it was important to tell people when Rosh Chodesh would be, that they should act in accordance with Rosh Chodesh. This opinion is found in many Rishonim. For example, the Ureim, that Sefer HaMitzvos of Rebbe Leza Mimitz, points out in Simant Resh Nuntet, the general din of Kviyas HaChodesh, the original biblical requirement for Bezdin to be Mekadosh LeChodesh. But then he goes on to say, The general custom of the people that we announce when Rosh Chodesh is, Don't think that this is Kiddush HaChodesh. Because we do not have the head of Bezdin, and you require the official Bezdin with the head of the Bezdin to declare when Rosh Chodesh is. This mitzvah must be done by the Bezdin. The purpose is to tell people to be aware of Rosh Chodesh, to be careful of the laws of Rosh Chodesh. He also adds, even if Rosh Chodesh, even if we would have a Rosh Bezdin, we don't need to be Mekadosh the Chodesh because we have a calendar. Today, the months, the Kviyas HaChodashim, the arrangement of all the calendar was set a long time ago, and therefore there is no Din of Kiddush HaChodesh. So the only reason we do Kiddush HaChodesh is to announce to the people. I found a somewhat different opinion in the Sefer of the Rav Yoh. The Rav Yoh in Hilchas Rosh Hashanah has a very interesting uh, take on this mitzvah or this custom of Birchas HaChodesh. He first quotes the general halacha that Moshe announced to the people the mitzvah of HaChodesh HaZalachem the Rosh Bezdin says Mekudosh and the people answer Mekudosh Mekudosh. And then he says Mikan Noagu. From here we have a custom Shemevarchim Beveisakneses Umachrizim Alachodesh Misha Asanisim Rosh Chodesh Biyomploni. It seems that according to the Rav Yah, the custom of announcing Rosh Chodesh is not just to tell people, 
but it's a somewhat somewhat of a reenactment of the original Kiddush HaChodesh. In a sense, we're performing Kiddush HaChodesh in our local shul. Now, there are certain customs I'd like to point out of Kiddush HaChodesh, that, of Birchas HaChodesh, that somehow would have to be understood in terms of this Rav and contrasted to the Yireim. One custom is that we stand up when we say Kiddush HaChodesh. And why do we do that? The Mishnah Bura in Simon Tov Zayin points out that this is the Minig to stand up. And he says, very interestingly, that we do stand up even though we don't think it's because of Kiddush HaChodesh. He says, Mikom makam noagula amot b'shas amiras rosh chodesh b'yamploni dugmas the Kiddush HaChodesh. Although he says pretty clearly that it's not Kiddush HaChodesh, not like the Rav Yor, but like the Yireyim and other Rishonim, he says, nevertheless, that custom is to stand. Of course, according to the uh, Rav Yor, then the custom of standing would be somewhat based upon a reenactment of Kiddush HaChodesh. That would raise a question, another question. Was Kiddush HaChodesh really standing? The Rebbe Kiveger pointed this out in the Shulchan Aruch, in his comments in the Shulchan Aruch. The Magen Avram pointed out that we stand up because they, because of Kiddush HaChodesh. And Rebbe Kiveger asked, where do we find that they stood up? And then there'll be a discussion, did they indeed stand up? Rav Moshe Feinstein discussed this in the tshuva, in Chelek Aleph of Igros Moshe, Simon Kuf Membeis, for those that are interested, you can see uh, how Rav Moshe tried to explain that there was a custom to for the witnesses to stand at the time of Kirsha Chodesh, the, perhaps the best that also stood, but you see from here that the custom of standing might be connected with the idea of the Rav Yah, that it is indeed some sort of a play re- recalling the Kiddush HaChodesh. The other custom that we have is that we hold the Sefer Torah when we, when we're, when we're Kaddish the Chodesh. Now, in general, if you would think that announcing Rosh Chodesh is only a type of an announcement to tell people when to keep Rosh Chodesh, the whole idea of standing it would be like standing for shul announcements. Why would anybody stand for shul announcements? Or why would you all just say for Torah? Why, why would you think it's such an important thing? Rab Moshe, in fact, in that shuva, perhaps says the two things are intertwined. The reason you hold the Sefer Torah is in order to have people stand up. People stand up because there's a Sefer Torah. Perhaps the real reason you stand, says Rab Moshe, is because you have a Sefer Torah, but that doesn't really, really explain why you hold the Sefer Torah. I think that I once heard a, an explanation, which I perhaps I'll derech hadrush. I heard from Rav Soloveitchik why you hold the Sefer Torah, quoting Rabbi Nusad Yagon that the unifying factor of Am Yisrael is the Torah. Hayom hazen Hashem Today we became a nation to God. What created the unity of the nation? The fact that we received the Torah. Since the Torah is a unifying factor, the Rav said there are times when what we do is not done as individual people or as individual communities. But what we do 
is a representative act of Klai Yisrael. For those people that are familiar with Rav Soloveitchik's understanding of, in general of Bezdin Hagadol, Rav Soloveitchik explained that Bezdin Hagadol can serve as a local Bezdin or a big Bezdin of Bezdin Hagadol, but it can also serve as a miyatseg, as a an agent for Klai Yisrael. They represent Klai Yisrael. The same way, similarly, the Rav said there are times when individual communities do something that do not reflect just that community itself, but they show somehow or they're acting somehow as Klal Yisrael. And he pointed out that the re- Kiddush HaChodesh, in a sense of declaring Rosh Chodesh, is something that really must be done by Bezdin Hagadol. But his Chiddush, of course, was that Bezdin Hagadol need not be specifically Bezdin Hagadol per se as Bezdin Hagadol, but Bezdin Hagadol is representative of Klal Yisrael. So, in a sense, every shul that gets up on Shabbos Mavarchim to say Birchas Hakodesh is representing Klal Yisrael. But in order to demonstrate that you're representing your Klal Yisrael, you hold the Sefer Torah, which is the unifying force of Klal Yisrael. If I'm not mistaken, the Rav uh, said this once in connection with the idea of holding the Sefer Torah by Kol Nidre as well. When we begin Yom Kippur and we talk about Al Das Hamakam, Al Das Hakol. We talk about the fact that we are allowing everybody to come into shul, and the idea of Yom Kippur is it's a kapara on Klal Yisrael. As the Rav would like to point out, the prayer that we say on Yom Kippur is Melech Mochel V'Soleach Lavonosenu V'Lavonos Amo Yisrael Amo Beis Yisrael. That there's a double kapara of Yom Kippur. There's a kapara of each individual person, and there's a kapara of Klal Yisrael. In order to somehow associate ourselves with Klai Yisrael, to call ourselves or feel that we're really part of Klai Yisrael, the custom is to hold the Sefer Torah by Ataris Nadarim, by Kol Nidre as well, in order to show that we're doing this as a, a concept of gathering the entire Jewish people together. So we have seen that Birchas HaChodesh is really based upon either just a general announcement, which is indeed the opinion of most Rishonim, or the opinion of the Rav Yad, that in a certain sense we are being Mekadosh the Chodesh as Klal Yisrael. And I pointed out the two customs that we have do seem to be in accordance more with the opinion of the Rav Yad rather than the other Rishonim. And really we do look at it as somewhat of an act of Kiddush HaChodesh, Abichas HaChodesh. I wanted to add in this connection a difference between Nusach Chabad and the regular Nusach that's printed in Mosadurim. When you announce Rosh Chodesh, you say, Rosh Chodesh, let's say, Menachem Av, V'yebiyam Harvi, Haba Aleinu. In the regular Nusach, you say, Valko Yisrael Etova. Nusach Chabad is Haba Aleinu Litova, without mentioning Alko Yisrael. It would seem to me that the Minik Chabad would fit in better with the idea that I suggested in the name of Rav Salavechik. When I say Yisrael, I'm saying I am one community, but I hope to include other people in my in my uh, prayers as well. If I say Litova, I say comes upon us, perhaps what I meant to say is us means Klal Yisrael. It's not two different entities. It's true, we're, we in our local shul are only 50 people, 100 people, whatever, but nevertheless, Litova means I'm speaking now for Klal Yisrael in a certain sense 
each shul is a representative of Klai Yisrael, and therefore we have the right, at least in this minute, of being Mekadosh the Chodesh. As we progress until we reach Rosh Chodesh, there's another day before Rosh Chodesh, of course, that's connected to Rosh Chodesh, and that's a day that some people observe as Yom Kippur Katan. Now, Erev Rosh Chodesh, some people have a special tefillah that they say after Mincha. I think that's the generally accepted time, although there are different opinions as to when you do the idea of Yom Kippur Katan. But some people even have a custom of fasting on Yom Kippur Katan, and some people even have a minion of people fasting on Yom Kippur Katan. The Mishnabura again, will quote this minhik, and he just mentions, Yesh noagim lisanos ervosh chodesh in Simon Tov Yudzayin. The Mishnabura says there are people of a custom of fasting. V'yesh noagim lasos mincha seidu yom kippurim katan. Some people have the, have the custom of, of, the, of making this uh, whole tech, uh, ceremony at mincha where extra tefillas are added. Now, where is the source for this minig? Where did this minig come about and what's the reason it came about? The one of the uh, later achronim, Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov Emdin. Now, Rabbi Yaakov Emdin lived in the uh, beginning of the 18th century. I think he was born approximately 1697. He lived into the uh, middle end of the of the 18th century, and he says. Interestingly, he seems to say that this is a fairly new custom. People recently have accepted this custom of fasting Rosh Chodesh, and they call it Yom Kippur Cotton. However, in other sources, we have this source from much earlier sources. The various uh, books about Minhagim quote this all the way back to the students of the Ari, to those people who lived in Svat in the 15th century, the late 15th century. The in the Sefer of, of uh, Manos Halevi of Reb Shlom Halevi Alkovitz, he's the one who is credited with the writing of the Lechadodi, one of the, one of the Chabura, one of the group of the Ari. So he said, he already has this minig. This minig apparently came from the Kabbalists of the Ari, Tefasium Kippur Cotton. What's the real reason for it? So, we'll quote, for example, Rabbeinu Tzadok HaKohen. Rabbeinu Tzadok HaKohen in his sefer called Pritzadik, on Breshis, uh, when he discusses Rosh Chodesh Kislev, he says that Rosh Chodesh actually is the day of Kapara, as we say in Davening, Zman Kapara Lechol Toldosam. And he thinks Toldosam could mean the Kapara for everything that's done in the month. Which is, which he goes back to Kabbalistic understanding of what the original Kapara was. And he quotes the Zohar. So he says, really, Rosh Chodesh is Azman Kapara. But since Rosh Chodesh, you cannot, is not a day of fast day, is not a fasting day. We discussed that in the Shia last week. So therefore, they applied the fast day of Rosh Chodesh 
which really should be a day of Kapara, to Erev Yom HaKippurim. And of course, this is based on the idea that Yom Kippur, that Rosh Chodesh is a day of Kapara. As a matter of fact, as we pointed out last week, on Rosh Hashanah, we bring a Siachatas. We bring a Chatas, a sin offering, that shows that there is some sort of a Kapara, as we say in Davening, Zman Kapara an interesting uh, mnemonic device was made in connection with the certain dates that you cannot make. You cannot make uh, Yom Kippur cotton. There are obviously certain days of months of the year when Yom Kippur cotton would be inappropriate. For example, Erev Rosh Chodesh, Erev Rosh Hashanah, which is. Rosh Hashanah is, of course, the month of Tishrei. So it's Erev Yantif, Erev Yantif, Erev Rosh Hashanah, there's no fast day, so you don't have Yom Kippur cotton. In, in Tishrei itself, since the end of the month is the day of not saying Tachnun in general, from Sukkot we don't say Tachnun, most people have the Minig, even those people that have the Minig of not say, of saying Yom Kippur cotton, do not say it in the month of Tishrei, in other words, Erev Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan. So we have two months before Tishrei, before Cheshvan, that we do not have Yom Kippur cotton. Of course, for Rosh Chodesh Teves, we do not have Yom Kippur cotton either because of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is Erev Rosh Chodesh Teves. We don't fast. And of course, the fourth one will be Rosh Chodesh Iyar, which is Erev Rosh Chodesh Iyar, which would be in Nisan. And Nisan, in general, we don't fast. So there are four months a year that it's obvious that we do not have Yom Kippur cotton. I said most people don't have uh, the when the month of Cheshvan as well, Erev Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan. No one fasts and has Yom Kippur cotton, Erev Rosh Chodesh Tishrei or Teves or Iyar. So one of the people who deal with these mnemonic devices added, remember we say, Milvad Chatas HaKippurim. Milvad Chatas HaKippurim. Some days you don't bring Chatas HaKippurim. That's the way he gave a drasha. And which are those days? Well, the Kippurim is the Yom Kippur Katan. The Chatas would be the four letters relating to Cheshvan, Teves, Iyar, and Tishrei. It's a very cute mnemonic device that there are four months a year where we don't say Yom Kippur Katan. Of course, after Yom Kippur Katan, we're dealing with Rosh Chodesh itself, which we discussed in last week's year. But... After Rosh Chodesh, there's one more custom which I'd like to discuss. That custom, of course, is what we call Kiddush Levana. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, and of the, of the Minhagim that we've mentioned today, this is the one that is based on a Gemara. But strangely, the Gemara in the Bavli starts from a very strange uh, place. The Bavli begins... Ad kama mevarachim alachodesh. How long are you allowed to say the the kiddush levana? What we call kiddush levana. Rashi says him lo birechayam yevarich lemachar. A person did not say the bracha the first day, so when should he continue saying? And then the Gemara discusses exactly till what day you can say kiddush levana. Now, if you remember the first Mishnah in Shas. The Mishnah says, When do you start saying the Shema? At what time? 
And the Gemara, right away, asks the question, you haven't yet told me that you do say Kriyashma. How could the Mishnah begin by saying, when do you say Kriyashma? You should say, first of all, there's a din of saying Kriyashma. And of course, a Pasuk in the Torah, B'Shach B'Chav Kumecha according to most opinions, the, the shot in the Pasuk is to say Kriyashma. So perhaps something that's written in the Torah does not need further elaboration. It just requires finesse to understand what are the technical laws involved. But the idea of saying Kriyashma is in the Torah. Here, the same question would come up and the, the source would not seem as simple. Who said anything about Birchaz HaChodesh at all? Where is the Birchaz HaChodesh mentioned? In the Bavli, I will go on to learn a little bit more of this page, Daf Memalaf and Beis till Daf Membeis and Aleph in Sanhedrin, but the Bavli does not say it as clearly as the Yerushalmi does. The Yerushalmi in, in Perek Haroa of Brachos discusses in general uh, Tfilos and Brachos to be said upon special phenomena. Uh, a person sees a Tamid Chacham, he makes a Bracha, a person sees this, uh, any special, uh, event, he makes brachas, and there the, the, the Yerushalmi says, Aroes, if a person sees the, the, the new moon, so he says this Birchas HaChodesh. So our custom is really based on the Yerushalmi, which says that you do say the Birchas HaChodesh. The Bavli, of course, knows of this custom, and just explains, till when can you say it? And the Yerushalmi goes on to give the some of the details, and perhaps we'll have time to go through some of those details in a few minutes. But I'd like to point out one point before we see the rest of the Bavli. The source in the in the, in the Talmud Bavli just said, "Till when can you say Birchas Halavana? Till when do you make this bracha Birchas Hachodesh?" But he doesn't say when is the first time to say Birchas Hachodesh. When should you begin saying Birchas Hachodesh? This of, does not seem to be at all discussed in the Bavli. And again, our main source for this would be the Yushalmi. And the Yushalmi says, It seems that the simple Pshat would be when you see the Levana Bechidusha. At what point of the month that is that? The first day of the month, the beginning of the month. In fact, the Meiri really seems to say this is the Halacha. The Meiri says in Sanhedrin Daf Daf Membeis. Im Balayla Rishona if you do not make the bracha the first night, that is, by the way, the phrase that's found in Rashi as well. But it seems that you should make the bracha immediately. And you find this in the Rambam and other Rishonim that perhaps the time to make brichas achodesh is the very first night. However, the Miri quotes another opinion. There's another custom not to make the bracha until Motsai Shabbos. And where did they get this idea from? This is, of course, something that's very common. Many people, in fact, it seems to me that most people, make this bracha, Birchas HaChodesh, on 
Kiddush, what we call Kiddush Halavana, in Motzei Shabbos. Where does it come from? So the, the Me'ibi quotes a Yerushalmi. To the best of my knowledge, there is no such Yerushalmi in the, with the words that the Me'ibi quotes. The Me'ibi says, Ein mevarchim ala layla ad shetis basen. You do not make the bracha you don't make the bracha. Now, what does tisbasem mean? What is this word, bisamim? So he said, people have explained, it means, till you make a bracha on bisamim, which is Matzai Shabbos. The Mi'iri quotes such an opinion, which we found in Rishonim, that you really should make the bracha on Matzai Shabbos. In fact, in Masech HaSofrim, it says so fairly clearly that you should wait till Matzai Shabbos. But what's special about Matzai Shabbos? The Meiri quote an opinion because you made a bracha b'samim. The Meiri says, yodea I don't, For that I don't know a reason. Why would it be important to make a bracha b'samim before you make Kiddush Levana? As a matter of fact, in the places that I know generally do not make Havdalah and Shul, and therefore the people have not made b'samim, the bracha b'samim until after Kiddush Lavana. So it means perhaps the time when you could say b'samim. When I don't know really what this has to do with the b'samim, as the Miri pointed out. But some people think, based on the text of the Mesech Sofrim, it doesn't say, Ad but it says, now, what does mean? So a person could say that this means when a person is in better spirits, when a person is perhaps better dressed, the uh, the words in Masecha Sofrim, according to one text, is Ein Mevarchim a person is in good mood wearing his finery. And that happens on Motzai Shabbos. This, of course, would somehow conflict with the idea of making the bracha on the very first day. You should wait till Motzai Shabbos. And the Me'iri quotes an opinion. And he says, some people think you should wait, but it seems not because you are mevusam, but because the levana is mevusam. In other words, the levana somehow appears stronger, exactly the figure at which it seems to be mevusam is a point of conjecture in various Rishonim, but it means that you've seen enough of the Levana that you have enough light in order to feel somehow the presence of the Levana and to benefit more from the, from the, from the Levana. This would seem to imply that you should not make the bracha the first day, but you should make the bracha at least three days later when there is more of uh, a Levana. So we really already had three different opinions as to the beginning of the time of Kiddush Lavana. One opinion seems to be the way the Rambam, the Me'iri, and Rashi seem to learn, the very first day, 
But there is an opinion to wait at least three days until you have somehow more of the light of the Levana. There is another opinion that you should wait till Motzei Shabbos. Now, of course, the idea of wearing Motzei Shabbos is a very good idea, but you have to be careful. They point out that if you're going to worry in the winter time that maybe uh, you'll miss Kiddush Levana because Motzei Shabbos might not be a good time for Kiddush Levana. Maybe the Levana won't be uh, so prominent. You won't be able to see it. So it'd be better to do it before Motzei Shabbos than run the risk of passing uh, passing it up. Now there's a so, so far, we've had three opinions. One, immediate, the first moment you see it. And second, three days. The third, which doesn't really contradict, just says that it would be better to wait till Matzai Shabbos. And then in the Shulchan Aruch, we have another opinion that it seems to be based on Kabbalistic reasons. The Shulchan Aruch rules, the Mechaber writes in Simon Tov Chavav, Ein mevarchim alea at sheyavru shiva yamim alea. You do not make the Birchas Halavana, this Kiddush Lavana, you do not make it until seven complete days have passed. The source for this is quoted by the Beragola as one of the great Kabbalists, the Rejectilia, who wrote a sefer called Shari Ora. Now, it's an interesting place that the, the Mechaber used Kabbalistic source for pasting Halacha. And it would be fairly obvious that the Mishnabura points out that many Achronim disagreed with this. And they said at least you could be Michael from three days on to make the bracha. And moreover, you should not pass by the mitzvah. If you could wait till Matzai Shabbos and still have it within a few days of the beginning of the month, they say that is preferable. And then he quotes the Vilna Gaon, Mechlala Mekilim the Gra is Mekil and says you should do Kiddush Levana earlier. So, especially in the winter time, the Mishnah points out it would be a good idea to do the Kiddush Levana earlier. So, the beginning of the time of Kiddush Levana has different opinions and uh, we saw uh, a number of opinions. Interestingly, that the Shulchan Aruch Paskind according to Kabbalah, Achronim Paskind, according to the simple sources of the text that we learned, you should start right away. I would just like to add one more uh, note about Kiddush Levana. Unfortunately, we don't have time to discuss the end of the time of Kiddush Levana, which is itself an interesting topic. But I'd like to refer to the prayer itself that we say. We say, Had we only been privileged to welcome the Shechina once a month, that would have been sufficient. The philosophic ideas involved in greeting HaKadosh Baruch Hu once a month and showing the uh, a, a creation as it were every month somehow recognizing the, crea- the creation of God once a month and all the other ideas are not within the scope of the topic today. i just like to add one more word. Amr Abayi Hilkach says therefore it should be said standing. What's the Hilkach? What, because of what? So you could learn two ways. You could learn very simply, because it's such a great mitzvah, we're greeting HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whenever you greet HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should stand up. Perhaps that's the more common interpretation. Rabbi Ruven Magolios, in his sefer, on Masech uh, Sanhedrin, named Magolios Hayam, pointed out that this bracha could, should be made 
as a birchas hanenin or as a birchas hamitzvah. A birchas hanenin would be a bracha from which I, when something that I received hanah from. A birchas hamitzvah would be when a when a mitzvah I make a bracha. So, Mordechai Magal, Rav Ruven Magalias questioned, what type of a bracha is this? Is this a birchas hanenin? He said, if it would be a birchas hanenin, because I enjoy the light of the levana, then you should really make the bracha more often. Birchas hanenin, we would make every time we get benefit. If Abai said we only do this once a month because we're greeting Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he said, therefore, it's like a birchas hamitzvah. What would be the difference if it's a birchas hamitzvah, birchas hanenin? A birchas hanenin could be said seated or standing. A birchas hamitzvah should be said standing. So Rav, Rav Margoliot explained, that's the Hilkach of Abai. Since it's a bracha that we make, therefore it's like a birchas hamitzvah, and therefore it should be said standing. Although the interpretation is rather clever, people have argued with this interpretation. Rev. Meshulam Roth in his Sefer, Komavaser, in Chelek Beis, he argues with this point. Nevertheless, I pointed it out because people aren't always aware that we do stand up for Kiddush Levana. People, some people think we stand up for Kiddush Levana because there are no chairs around. We will go outside. But they simply, the text says, Hilkach Tzarech Lememer Me'umad, you are supposed to say it standing. Why are you supposed to say it standing? So we said either because it's a, a really a, a tremendous occasion when we have the chance to be Mekabel Pnei Avidish or because it's a Bichas HaMitzvah, as Rev. Margolios pointed out.